Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live. Last week's kickoff for the 2023 Pro Motocross Championship gave us a glimpse of what's to come this summer, as the motos at Fox Raceway had a who's who of names cycle through the top 10 in the 250 class, and the first of many head-to-head -head battles for the win in the 450 class. For this episode of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimira R&D, we'll go over race day for the top three finishers in both classes, from how it played out on the track to what they said in the post-race press conference hosted by Brock Glover. Jet Lawrence's proper 450 class debut is the story of the weekend, and rightly so. The Team Honda HRC rider was at the top of the running order all day, which included a stunning 220.539 on his final run in time qualifying, and a controlled effort through all 30 laps for 1-1 finishes in the motos. There wasn't a back and forth between Lawrence and Sexton in Moto 1 to capture on camera, but a look at the lap sheet shows how they kept each other in check. Their best times happened on lap 2, when Lawrence did a 226.321 while leading, and Sexton a 226.857 as he ran in third place. Sexton made his first run on lap 7, passing Ferrandez for second place and clocking a 227.670, which according to the AMA results, was 1.6 seconds faster than Lawrence on the same lap. The rookie immediately fired back, doing a 227.902 to Sexton's 228.976 on lap 8, but Sexton chipped away at the lead by going about a second faster on laps 10, 11, and 12. Despite giving up 3.14 seconds of his lead in about 7 minutes, Lawrence regrouped late with a 229.194 on lap 13, followed by a 231.332 on lap 14. These heaters and Sexton's worst laps happening back-to-back put Lawrence 10 seconds ahead at the checkered flag. Moto2 was excellent from start to finish, as they kept within about 2 seconds of each other for all 15 laps, made minor mistakes while pushing the pace, and crossed the finish line 1.008 seconds apart. Much will be said and speculated about this first battle, but Lawrence provided perspective from the track, including comments about the sound of the CRF 450R and regard for his teammate and competitors. I couldn't hear the guy. It's so hard to hear our bikes. It's so damn quiet. So like a few times I had to look back. So I'm like, I can't hear a bike. I look back and I just see all the red. I'm like, gosh damn it. So it was, um, it was hard. Like 250, you normally like always on the rev limit. You can, it's a lot easier to hear with our bikes. We're so quiet and we're always, I feel like a, a higher gear up yeah. than other people. So it kind of just raw, especially on this track with how edgy it is. But um. No, I'm like, every time I just check back, I just, I'd see 23. I'm like, gosh, damn it, he's still there. <laughs> and it's just like, you'd like, wouldn't hear him for a bit. Oh, maybe I got a gap. And I look, look back and it's like almost just as close. I'm like, gosh, damn it. So yeah. it was, it it's, was fun. It's, it's for me, I find it fun because it makes me a better rider all around. It's, I don't get that very often. I'm definitely going to be having that all season. I can tell you now there's going to be some race where I just, just because first first gear fully on a 450, I'm I'm just not gonna have it some rounds. So it's kind of I think the best thing for me is just to be smart and just learn. Okay, I don't have it this weekend. We'll just yeah chase or Dylan, you you guys have it. And just kind of play it smart. So I get to race with some of the fastest guys, and it's, it's kind of crazy because last time I raced these guys when I first kind of went pro is in back in 2020. So it's kind of like. I raced them, but then back then I was, I was nowhere near them, so I barely even got to learn how they ride. So when now I'm, I'm up there, and I'm just, I'm just really excited. It's going to be an uh, awesome, awesome summer with some gnarly dudes. The biggest thing with the second one is when I seen it was Chase, I'm like, yeah, well, he's going to be there all, all motor. I know, I know that for sure. In 250, I could always either outspeed someone or outfitness someone where, where in the big bikes, everyone's fit, everyone's strong. 
So I was like, oh, well, okay, this one's going to be a long, long 35-minute moto. So, uh, but no, we both respect each other. Um, and I know for sure we're not going to do anything silly to put either each other on the ground. Because I know if we get back, we both would get a whooping from Honda. <laughs> but um, no, we respect each other. And I think we get more of a buzz out of having a good, clean race of it going down to the end. Uh, like I said on the podium, it's a bit like a chess game. You kind of like, it's a little harder for me because obviously I can't see him. So I'm trying to feel, like almost feel it a bit, feel it out and just see what the pace is that we, and kind of like seeing who's going to push now, who's not pushing and just kind of like a bit of a back and forth thing where it's like, okay, are we setting at this pace? We're going to go, go at this pace to the end and this kind of like feeling, feeling that out, which for me, I, I had a blast because the whole time you're thinking, okay, is, should I change my line here? Do I want to change my line? Should I not take that line and lose time? Am I going to take this? Or, And then it got even harder with the lappers because I feel like we're catching the lappers so fast. But by the time we go on the back of them, they couldn't process fast enough to get out the way. So um, it made it very difficult. And for my career and my future, it's definitely going to help me become a better rider because I get to race against gnarly dudes. Chase Sexton endured an eventful day on his way to runner-up results. The team Honda HRC rider said he came into the weekend feeling off, that the crash in session one of time qualifying was a ding to his confidence, and that mistakes were made during the early laps of Moto1, but as seen, things took a turn at the halfway point in the race. His effort in Moto2 was highlighted by the single fastest time, a 226.014 on lap 7, and the ebb and flow he had with the leader, which was maintained by Lawrence being outright faster on 9 laps, but Sexton going consistently quicker for a better average time over the 15-lap moto, resulting in a 227.395 to Lawrence's 227.430. Comments in the press conference and Honda press release by Sexton make it clear that the Supercross Championship took precedence over their preparation for pro motocross. According to Sexton, he and the team did seven hours of riding over a three-day test in Florida, and outdoor motos were added to his weekly program as Supercross wrapped up, but all of this is much less than usual. He also said that he would be fine-tuning the bike in the coming weeks, and that a full shock change was made ahead of the second moto. There are a handful of differences between the two CRF 450Rs, including frame bracing for rigidity on Lawrence's bike but not Sexton's, plus the usual engine and suspension settings, and both riders have their own dedicated staff of technicians. Yeah, I feel like last year we had a whole bunch of time between Supercross and Outdoors, and this year, I don't know, I mean, obviously it was only a week, but it felt like it was two weeks shorter in between. So uh, we had one week of testing. They came down to Florida. We tested three days. Um, I think I rode, I put over seven hours on the bike in three days, so I tried to get as much as I possibly could in a week. Obviously, I would have loved to have more and more preparation, but racing 17 races, you don't get the, not a lot of time off. So uh, I had to ride outdoors during the week, but didn't really test much, just uh, trying to do as many motos as I possibly can. And uh, yeah, at least we're, we're off to a solid, solid start. Better, better than I thought I was going to be after the first moto. The first moto was not, not good. So uh, we actually did a full, full shock change after the first moto for the second moto, and it was quite a bit better. So if we can keep making those improvements, we uh, should be a good spot. But overall, I'm, I'm happy to start this off solid and get this uh, season underway. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I woke up this morning. I, I, I don't know. Some days you wake up and you feel like you have it, and some days you wake up and you don't have it. And I, I went out first practice and tried to get out front, didn't get out front, got roosted for a while. And then I think I did one fast lap, 
took a break, did another fast lap, and the ruts after that jump were so like squiggly and it was nothing was firm and I kind of tried to hop out of it and it caught my front end and kind of just shot me right and slapped me into that jump. Uh, my arm up pretty good, but uh, I was lucky to get away from that one pretty much unscathed. It was pretty soft, luckily. It, that would have happened in the motos. It would have been a different story with how hard it was. So not ideal start to the day. That was definitely uh, not uh, not ideal, but I feel like especially second moto was more of how I've rode outdoors, especially last year. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bounce back from that, that morning get off. It was, I haven't really crashed just uh, that hard in a long time. So it'll get you rattled a little bit, but I was able to bounce back and uh, have a decently solid day. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I woke up this morning. I like, I don't know. Some days you wake up and you feel like you have it. And some days you wake up and you don't have it. And I, I went out first practice and tried to get out front, didn't get out front, got roosted for a while. And then I think I did one fast lap, took a break, did another fast lap. And the ruts after that jump were so like squiggly and it was, nothing was firm. And I kind of tried to hop out of it and it caught my front end and kind of just shot me right and slapped me into that jump. Uh, my arm up pretty good, but uh, I was lucky to get away from that one pretty much unscathed. It was pretty soft, luckily. It, that would have happened in the motos. It would have been a different story with how hard it was. So not ideal start to the day. That was definitely uh, not, uh, not ideal, but I feel like especially second moto was more of how I've rode outdoors, especially last year. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bounce back from that, that morning get off. It was, I haven't really crashed just uh, that hard in a long time. So it'll get you rattled a little bit, but I was able to bounce back and uh, have a decently solid day. Was, yeah. I had to really learn a few of his lines middle or beginning of that race. That first moto, I didn't know where I was going. I was riding a little bit sloppy and second moto got out there and kind of got to see some of his lines. And I had some good lines as well and kind of put those two together. And I felt like my speed was good. Uh, today with the track, it was like to make a pass or trying to make a pass, especially on, on jet, it was going to be a, either have to get really sketchy or obviously get maybe a little bit too aggressive. And it was just, it was a tough track. And I obviously was riding close enough, but I never really got an opening to, to make a pass. And he didn't really make too many mistakes. There was, there was times where I made a mistake before the finish line where I tried to kind of run it in and the lines were going complete opposite of where I was going. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was fun racing, and like Jet said, we all we all respect each other, and it's gonna be fun summer. Obviously, Dylan's gonna be there the whole time. We all we all know that he's a champion for a reason, and it's uh it's gonna be fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I look forward to uh, more clean racing. Uh, there was for a little bit I was not close enough where the lappers would see me, so they get back in the line, and it was just it was kind of like Jet said a chess game where. He would get a gap, I'd have to close back up. He'd try to sprint away and I'd have to kind of up my pace. And then towards the end, I tried to really pick the pace up and make a little bit of a charge. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fun race. And like I said, I've, I've been used to those last year with, with Eli and uh, looking forward to more of those this year with uh, with Jet and with Dylan. And it's uh, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, it was a fun, fun track today. It, uh, it didn't feel, uh, super familiar. I feel like last year I, I felt really good on this track and today I felt like I was <clears throat> a little bit of a fish out of water. So obviously got some work to do and getting those outdoor feet back under me. Dylan Ferrandis was surprised by the podium result, especially given the circumstances he and Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha faced through the past few months. The rider said vision issues from the concussion he suffered at the Houston Supercross are partly to blame for the violent crash during practice at Daytona and that a trip to France and a four-week program with specialists helped alleviate the symptoms.
Frandis was also very open about the issues he is experiencing with the all-new YZ450F and cited a few reasons for it. First, because of the bike's late arrival last year, the team put most of its effort into developing a supercross setup and did almost no laps on an outdoor track. His situation and Tomac's unfortunate run at the Supercross title took even more attention away from pro motocross, and now that Tomac is out, they have one less rider to gather data or feedback. The 2021 450 champion said that further changes were made to the bike on Saturday, but there was noticeable improvement and that it will be something to use going forward as he rebuilds his speed and stamina. It seems a long time ago to me, but um, yeah, uh, obviously... Uh Coming back from injury is never easy. You can be champ, uh, injury is injury. You know, you have to rebuild yourself. You have to come back and uh, try again. So that's what I did. Uh, for sure, I'm very happy to be here, but a little bit surprised also. Like uh, the last few few weeks have been very tough for, for the team and, and myself. We've been uh, struggling a little bit with the bike. That new chassis Yamaha uh, 2023 uh, was way better in Supercross, but more difficult in motocross. So uh, at least for me. So uh, yeah, we had to try a lot. And uh, again, today or uh, every session we try stuff on the bike. So um, obviously my first session uh, was uh, terrible with a P13 uh, in practice. And uh, then I, we just improve um, session after session. So, so I'm very happy, uh, very thankful for, for all, all the big work from, uh, from the, the guy in the team. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky they, they worked this out because uh, the way it was uh, this morning, I would have never finished on the box today. So um, I think uh, now we can uh, we can uh, move on and uh, and build uh, more pace and um, give, try to be more. For me, it's like now try to be more confident on the bike and uh, improve my pace, my uh, my fitness and everything, and just improve myself uh, race after race. Yeah, the thing is, uh, we got this new bike last year, but. First thing we did was Supercross. You know, we, we prepped uh, since September. We, we rode in Supercross with it. We never did any motocross session, any testing in motocross. So from motocross, we start from zero. So um, so I, I, as soon as I get back on the bike after my my, uh, my concussion and uh, all the rehab I did, uh, uh, I think I, I rode like six or five weeks and uh, from now. And um, yeah, we, you know, at the beginning, you just want to get back to the pace and uh, just ride a little easy at the beginning and as soon as uh, the pace was back uh, we start some testing but yeah we had so much to do and so much to to learn that uh, it was pretty uh, pretty intense and uh, yeah like i say uh, again between even between the model we changed stuff today and uh, to try and test the bike and see what was going on so so um, yeah it's not easy new bike is never easy especially being uh, the only one in a team uh, no teammate to try with me so um, it's uh, it's difficult, but yeah, obviously uh, we made it work. Before before today, we didn't have much day where I was uh, focused on the, on doing long long moto or work on my speed. We were just focused on testing, so I I didn't even make uh, any much of moto during the last five weeks. So now we have a good setup. I think we can uh, we can try some more stuff a little bit, but I can just focus on uh, my speed, my, my moto in practice, and uh, yeah, then. Uh, you know, when you when you don't think about uh, how to improve your bike and you just focus on you and uh, try to be faster, it's uh, the pace the pace get a, get a bit better, the fitness get a bit better, and uh, yeah, I think uh, right now that's what I need to do during the week is just uh, work on my on my uh, focus just on on me and not doing much of testing since we see the bike was good great today. So I think uh, if I can put myself back in this situation, it's what I did in 2021, and um, yeah, uh, if I can find this, this flow again, I think, uh, yeah, I have a chance to, to fight with this guy for the win.
At Daytona, I don't think I had any concussion. Some people, I mean, my team asked me. I was like, no, I don't think so. I just hit the ground pretty hard and uh, was pretty, pretty bad uh, the next day. And uh, but no, the problem was more that um, I think if I crashed like that in the, during the press in Daytona was because uh, I had a problem from my my first crash in Houston uh, from my uh, my concussion at this time. I think uh, I mean it's not I think I'm, I'm pretty sure my eyes were not completely back to normal. And uh, and yeah, that's what uh, after Daytona we we see some specialists and. Uh, I wanted to make sure everything was fine, and uh, it was not. So that's why we we decided to don't ride don't don't ride a supercross. And I went back to France, and uh, I spent four weeks with a, a specialist of concussion uh, rehab. And uh, yeah, we work on what was wrong, and um, and obviously I find some great stuff. Like I was lucky to to work with a, a super super scientific scientific sorry doctor and stuff. And uh, yeah, they just me they just they just put me back on track, and uh, obviously it worked. Uh, because, yeah, finish on the box today. Hunter Lawrence claimed the second overall win of his career in the opening round, as the Team Honda HRC riders' 3-1 finishes were by far the best and most consistent of the 250 class. This was also Honda's ninth moto win and sixth overall in the small board division at Fox Raceway. Hunter and Jet become the first brothers to win their divisions on the same day, and they'll run the red plates at round two in Sacramento. The two races were considerably different, with Lawrence working from outside the top 10 to take third in Moto 1, then nabbing the whole shot and leading every lap in Moto 2, and displayed his passing abilities and starting prowess. Lawrence came into the weekend with a fresh injury, as a practice crash on Monday ripped fascia and cartilage from his ribs and kept him from doing many laps in Thursday's media session. But this wasn't openly mentioned until the post-race press conference. Yeah, I mean, either you're going to win or you don't, so just kind of take what you can get uh basically just kind of go push as fast as i can with what the track's given me you know they put a lot of water down so i'm not trying to make any silly mistakes and tuck the front um just due to wet conditions or anything i've done that before so uh yeah just kind of let it come to me and the second one uh put a lot of emphasis on the start i need uh, i needed that to make my life easier so that was uh that was a good one I had a massive crash on Monday and I've torn all the fascia and cartilage off my ribs so I wasn't even, I did three laps on press day so I was, you know, I'm a gamer and I was going to show up to win but, you know, I'm like, hey, I'll be happy with the top five, just, you know, damage control and like, like I said Thursday, I could barely even ride so um, it was just, it was good. I feel like on this track, the second moto, like, I definitely made my life easier because coming through the pack, this track, it's so hard to push faster than, you know, the set pace, let's say, just because of how the track forms up and stuff. It's like it has a set pace and once you get your rhythm, that's that's all you can really get out of it. You know, you've seen with Jet and Chase, they didn't really drop the hammer like some other tracks where there's two and three seconds coming off their lap time towards the end. It was kind of set pace. You can maybe go faster, but you could end up on the ground. Uh, it was more just how I felt, you know. I just had to block everything out and not think about it. We didn't talk about it at all today. It was just out of mind, out of sight. So G worked his magic and, and it was unreal. So I, I knew what I'm capable of. I just, you know, had uh, try to have my body not hold me back. So that was, uh, it was good. It was good enough to get the job done. No, the second one was worse than the first one. <laughs> whole shot, that's why I said it was so important to get the whole shot. Um, yeah, that hurt a lot. But, I mean, what can you do? You're not just going to pull off and all oh, my ribs hurt. So, I mean, you got to race, right? So, Hayden Deegan left his third outdoor national with a runner-up trophy. 
The Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha rider has done who knows how many laps at Fox Raceway, and his best times were a 227.591 on lap 13 in Moto1 and a 226.954 on lap 2 of Moto2. During the press conference, the rookie stated he achieved two of his summer goals, getting a top five in the opening round and finishing on the podium. He is the only rider within single digits of Lawrence in the standings. Uh, yeah, definitely coming into outdoors, I've definitely been uh, feeling good personally, but uh, my big thing is to have the fitness, and that's what I've been working on, working really hard to have the, the best fitness uh, so, so I can last a little moto. And uh, definitely third national, it was just kind of no pressure really right now since it's my full first uh, season outdoors. So I uh, came into the first moto and just had a little mistake, ran over someone's foot and I fell, but was able to charge back to sixth. And then second moto, top five start, and that's where I needed to be. And, uh, yeah, I was able to make my way up to second. And uh, I've just realized with this <laughs> motocross is consistency is key to win a championship. So uh, falling in the first lap definitely is not a move. But uh, I was able to make my way back up to six, and it kind of paid off, so it was good. Uh, yeah, my goals, uh, I wanted a top five at the first round and uh, wasn't expecting a podium at the first round. So I was able to mark two goals off in one, and I'm excited about that. R.J. Hampshire rode the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing bike like only he can to 111 finishes and third overall. He outdueled Joe Shimoda and did a 226.073 on lap 7 to win Moto1, went down twice on the opening lap of Moto2, crashed again after getting into the top 10, and made a last lap move on Chance Hymas to re-secure his place on the podium. Uh, man, just a lot of years of uh, getting beat down and, and figuring things out. Uh, just never kind of give up and, and keep grinding. Uh, believe in yourself. Uh, that's the main thing. And, and man, this team, like they, they put a lot of belief in me. So it's, uh, it's nice to kind of repay it a bit. Uh, that first moto was sweet. Just got a decent start and uh, had a few good laps. Um, and then, yeah, just really managed it. Like that's, I haven't been able to do that. I've never actually done that in outdoor. I usually come from, you know, pretty far back. And any moto that I ha have won has been all out, you know, crazy. Um, but then, yeah, second moto uh, ended up going into that all out crazy moment. Um, yeah, man, that second turn is, is terrible. I mean, it's probably the worst turn in, or like the start in the whole series. Uh, just kept coming so tight. And, um, man, I tried to check up and nothing I could really do. I just everyone kind of went crazy, went down. Um, got up past a few guys and uh, same thing kind of got hit again going up that hill in the back and man I was deep so stoked on uh, the riding today though and um, yeah where we're at with the bike well man I've gotten screwed so many times with the math so I will take that 111 and be, be proud of it uh, but I think Washougal maybe 2018 or so I think a 1-9 won the overall and uh, I was in that battle and I went from winning the overall got passed like a couple laps to go and I went from first to fourth with like a two i think two nine or something crazy like that so hey it happens I, like i said i'll, I'll take that and i'm not gonna be bummed on it yeah it's all me I, I wheelied a bit coming out of the gate um but like i said i wasn't even that bad i mean i was probably around fifth or so coming in that second turn and dude it's just mayhem you know coming in there and people go left you know try to go outside some guys hit those kickers and kind of get even faster and um yeah just been on the crap end of that, you know, turn, I think, three years in a row now. Even last year, same same thing happened. Um, it's all me, though. Needed a better start to uh, have a shot at today. In those moments, like, I'm just thinking, you know, anyone that's possible, I'm, I'm going to just keep hammering. Um, I made it up to, yeah, well, yeah, I had both of those crashes in the beginning where really I couldn't even, it wasn't even my fault. Um, and then, yeah, I made it up to 10th, and I, I knew uh, maybe even 7th was a shot with a couple laps to go. 
Um, and yeah, I went for a pass on the outside and, and the berm was gone. Uh, so yeah, I lost my front. Two guys got right back by me. Um, so then I think I went back to 12th and was like, all right, uh, I seen the kind of pit board and I knew I still had a shot at a podium. So those last two laps were just like, look all out. I'm going to do what I can here. Um, if I can leave round one with a podium after the hectic second moto, um, we'll take it. Metal grates, paddle tires, and deeply tilled starts will be important variables at rounds like Redbud, Spring Creek, and Bud's Creek, and it was already a talking point among the 250 class podium. Hampshire and Lawrence said they'd run the aggressive, directional tread more often than not, even if it means giving up traction on other parts of the track, because it betters their chance of a hole shot or a place in the top 10 on the opening lap. Did not like racing today, though, with that paddle tire on, with how hard-packed that track was, um, but you needed it for that start. Um, but, yeah, I don't mind them. Yeah, Hunter, you also ran the scoop tire today, and uh, did you feel okay? Obviously, a whole shot Sakamoto didn't work too badly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I speak for everyone. We're all like, okay, is everyone running a scoop tire? Then, okay, we're running a scoop tire. If if Washougal start track uh, start straight was as deep as today, we'd probably run a scoop tire there, just because the start is so important. So, um, I think the grates are cool. Takes uncontrollable variables out of out of play. Like if it's if it's a stupid mutter, for example, the mechanics are trying to sweep water out of the rut, and it's the other guy's water he's sweeping out just goes into yours. So I think it's you know all other professional motorsports, Formula One, MotoGP, they the start. Um, position is you know the same every time so I think it's good definitely takes a toll off of our mechanics knees and ankles from stomping gates so and Hayden how about yourself I know during some of the team manager meetings and things they've made these greats available to each of the teams to buy one in advance so you guys could practice on it how do you like them and did you get a chance to practice starts uh, before this race um, yeah, I think our team's trying to get some right now. I'm not sure. I, we, I haven't practiced on it yet, but until here today. And I enjoy it. It's nice. You can uh, move around the gate a lot more. It gives you more of an option instead of having to find that, you know, your perfect rut. So uh, I enjoy it. The grade's nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Hunter, you, meant, you, you, know, you spent a lot of time on the scoop tires, and it's interesting that the 250 riders, knowing how unbelievably critical the start is, they all opt for scoop tires, and the 450 guys don't. And it's, uh, they must feel like they have enough power to pull down that start straight or for some reason, but they rarely opt for it. Do you ever discuss it with your brother? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it today. I'm like, yeah, first motor, you guys might get away with scoop, but no way you want to be on a 450 with a scoop tire on that second moto and like i said if there's three contenders that are running a paddle tire then every other guy on a factory team or a contender is going to do the same because they don't want to lose that start you know so it's uh, i was just telling rj we need like a a gentleman's agreement like either okay the track's bone dry but the start's deep either we all go paddle tire or we all go knobby tire and you know keep it like that that's it for this episode of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimira R&D. Thanks to Biggie and the crew for always supporting us through these and to you guys for listening. Let us know if you have any recommendations for what you want to hear or topics covered in upcoming episodes.